0: You're listening to Mokassaba Online Radio Podcast. That you simply are, you know, I would want to say addicted to, that you simply love. And uh, we love having you uh, with us on uh, Medical Files, Medical Files Wednesday from 8 to 9 p.m. And Alhamdulillah, the time of the evening where we have uh, your favorite, my favorite, and the Ummah fav- uh, favorite uh, physician and that is our very own uh, dr farooq Kafiji. let me welcome you the pious and sagacious Ummah, with our beloved dr with a hearty assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and tell me uh, beloved uh, dr farooq Kafiji, how are you doing this fine uh, beautiful evening uh, doc
1: wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa and to all your dedicated listeners and uh, and uh, i alhamdulillah i'm fine and uh, Everything is fine, alhamdulillah. We just are saying goodbye to the Hujjaj at the moment. Uh, what a thrilling experience for them! Uh, there's a you know a group went yesterday, and uh, yeah, it's it's really uh, you know wonderful to see to, to see them go. And this is a time when we get the urge to also go, um, but uh, unfortunately we cannot. Uh, we uh, you know the guests of Allah go, and we have to just make dua for them and hope that they make dua for us and Allah Ta'ala accepts those
0: du'as. You know, it's absolutely such a, a brilliant, uh, you know, uh, moment in time because uh, many alike can hajj death before death when you leave everything behind, you leave your possession behind and there you go, you know, two pieces of cloth and you're making, you know, tawaf, al-baik, Allahumma, 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 and, uh, you know, all these things coming to the fore and, you know, Dr. Farouk Hafidji, you find the different um, uh, cultural flavors coming through into Hajj, whereas uh, the that uh, they have a different type of vibe. Uh, we in uh, Natal will have a different vibe. And as you go to the Holy Lands, you'll find uh, that uh, there's this whole cosmopolitan uh, mix, but all in unison, worshipping the one true God. Perhaps, uh, you know, your recollection re-co- uh, when you went for Hajj, and uh, what you remember very graphically and vividly, uh, Dr. Faru Kapiji?
1: Yes, first of all, we must never look down on anybody. We must never look down on anybody saying that our style is better than anybody else's style. Our our mm-hmm. way of worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is the way to worship Allah, ta'ala. there is no other way. We mustn't fall into the trap because that makes us puts us into the arrogant category. We must accept and just continue. We must live and let live. Unless the person is violating some very basic rules of Islam, uh, then we can we can talk to them and, and explain to them. But otherwise, you know, you can you you can get people from all over the world. Uh, you know, practicing. There some people keep their hands. Many men are below their navel. Others keep it up on the chest. And everybody and some people in between. Some people lift their fingers uh, and keep their fingers up. Some people move their fingers. Others. Have to keep the fingers down. All these are varieties, various ways in which we worship Allah Taala, and we must just accept it and uh, just continue with making your own ibadah. In fact, you should, we should concentrate on ourselves rather than looking around to see what other people are doing. But you know, it's the, it's a camaraderie that uh, that is really, uh, you know, that, that overtakes one when 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 we go for Hajj. You know, the the way people look after each other and and look look out for each other. Uh, that's really amazing, and uh, that's what uh, Hajj is all about. It's, it's bringing together the whole Ummah, all the nations that Allah Ta'ala has created, all the languages that Allah SWT has created, all in one group. Um, and therefore, you can't speak there in one language. Most of the people won't understand what you're saying. So, you know, you just have to use sign language and you have to be, you have to smile. And remember, smiling is a sadhaka, so we must keep smiling at everyone. And, um, and and you'll find that they'll also smile at you, and they'll they will soften up towards you, and uh, and make life a bit easier for everyone.
0: Doctor, you know, you make a lot of sense. And as you said, being non-judgmental, as you said, you have the different mazab, hanfi, shafi, humbly, maliki mazab, and each one has their own uh, different uh, variation and, uh, you know, uh, rituals of doing things. And as you said, you cannot be judgmental. Let Allah be the judge. And as soon as you start focusing on others, you compromise y- yourself. And, the, you know, the psychological effect of, uh, you know, getting that mindset of, uh, of focusing on others And, you know, perhaps uh, you, you know, as a family physician, uh, you will know this better than many that, uh, you know, you get different uh, families, perhaps in the DNA and the RNA. Uh, They grow up with this trait of perhaps being judgmental or getting. How do you get rid of that uh, type of, uh, you know, sickness or uh, disease when you have that, that you are finicky and you pick on everyone? It's either my way or the highway uh, doctor. How do you handle that issue?
1: yeah I think you know it's normal human instinct uh, to uh, to look around you to see uh, uh, to see other people. uh basically, what we are doing is we are looking for role models uh, from childhood we do that we're looking for somebody to follow and uh, that's that's an instinct that we have uh, but uh, unfortunately uh, that's that's a good instinct actually because we are looking for people who are like us and people who are doing the right thing correct thing as far well as we're concerned uh, but unfortunately the negativity comes in and then we start criticizing and that's that's where we go off, we go we go wrong. We shouldn't be doing that. We should just concentrate on ourselves and look for people who are positive towards us, people who make us feel good, people who say the right things as far as we're concerned, and people who lead you towards Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, we must you know, all the other negative things that happened around us, we should totally ignore. It's not it's not our business. It's not our business and we shouldn't indulge in that, uh, in that conversation or, or, or we shouldn't engage people uh, in, that, in that situation. I would rather keep away and, and, and concentrate on people who are like you. And, and also, uh, we are, you know, we are, we are people who, are, who, who, who like to be in company. We, we, are, we are human beings like to be in company. That's why solitary confinement is a terrible thing on the mind. So, which people who have gone through solitary confinement will tell you that it's a, sev- it's a very severe punishment. Although they don't do anything to you, all they do is leave you in a room all on, all on your own. Uh, that's all they do, uh, but you can go crazy there. Uh, so therefore, we are, we are human beings, we have to, we have to I- interact with people, and that's our makeup. We have to interact with people. And it's a good thing that Allah Ta'ala has made us like that, because that's the way in which we can give dawah to people. And that's how we can engage with people in a positive way. But you know, the negativity comes in, and when the negative negativity comes in, that's when we have a problem. That's when our mind starts saying that I'm better than him, and that's shaitan. That shaitan makes us do that, and so we need to we need to turn away from that. As soon as we see our mind turning towards that, we should immediately stop and and just walk away. Uh, you know, and 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 just you know. Um, not, don't concentrate on it and don't don't get involved in it because uh, it's not uh, it's not what your 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 soul is is trying to achieve. Again, I must qualify that by saying that if they if somebody is doing something very very wrong according to Sharia, uh, yes, we can t- talk to them privately and tell them that this is not on uh, that you know you are we are Muslims we shouldn't be doing this kind of thing. That's fine, but we shouldn't think ourselves in ourselves or talk about it to other people. In a negative way about other people, uh, we should always talk about in a positive way with other people about other people. So you know, it, it, uh, if we if we can develop that mindset right from the beginning, uh, from from while we are young, uh, we can continue to do that uh, as we get older. Remember, as we get older, our beliefs and the way in which we behave we behave becomes stronger. So. You know, uh, so if you are a jealous person, as you get older, you'll become more jealous. Uh, If you are a stingy person, as you get older, you'll become more stingy. Uh, If you are a stubborn person, as you get older, you'll become more stubborn. So we must guard against that. We must say, no, 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 hold it, hold it. This is not right. I have to correct myself. Nobody else can do this. Only you can change yourself. Uh, Nobody else can change change you. Uh, So therefore, we need to concentrate on ourselves and go with positive people, with positive thinking, people who would lead you towards Allah SWT. And
0: yeah, I hope uh, we haven't uh, lost a uh, doc or the mouth, uh, mouthpiece uh, that has uh, fallen off a uh, doc. Uh, but uh, you're still there. You're making a lot of sense here, talking about, uh, you know, you're doing the right thing and, uh, you know, you need to be positive in that. Actually, as uh, human beings, uh, we have the keys uh, to the lock. You know, we either yeah we either uh, make uh, the decision of allowing uh, negativity or locking negativity out and as a doctor says uh, so eloquently that it is in our in our hands uh, that we can choose uh, good and we can choose evil but alhamdulillah as he said if you have a certain trait if you're a benevolent and you're a person that gives out a charity and that is uh, you know obeying allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the manner that pleases allah most then uh, you will be uh, you know willing and uh, doing the right things uh, in the in, 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 in Allah's eyes, and inshallah, uh, all that will be coming uh, through. So, Doctor, are you still there? Yes, I'm here, yes. Yeah. All right, uh, you know, Alhamdulillah, you're very eloquent there indeed, and I really, truly appreciate your hikmah coming through. And, you know, on a lighter note, I mean, you know, when uh, people go to Jamarath, I the Shaitan and that, And, uh, you know, many a times I found (laughs) that, uh, I mean, you're going to pass the shaitan there and uh, uh, generally most of us lose our temper there. Why is that so uh, doc? What is shaitan telling us there? (laughs) I mean, that's on a a lighter note, Doc. Uh, Yes. (laughs) Yes, I've seen
1: people throw shoes and throw watches Ah. and throw all kinds of things into the pit. But at least now is a bit better. Before, they used to have a pillar Mm -hmm. there. And, you know, it wasn't very easy to hit that pillar. From a distance and the problem yeah. was that if, if you missed the pillar you'd hit somebody with a stone on the other side and that was Absolutely. a danger that you always faced. you know and it was quite funny actually when you're ducking when you're looking mm. to see when you're throwing you have to look yeah. on the other side to see who else is throwing and wait for their stone you know in case and one
0: slipper hits here uh, it's the back of your head and you say hey, who who did that and you want to get revenge doc
1: <laughs> yes yeah yeah so yeah, well you know what um uh, it's instinct in us, again. It's instinct. Our soul. It's our soul that rejects shaitan. And, and we know now we are throwing those stones. And now it's much better because now you, now you have to hit a wall. Now you can, you can hit from 20, 20 meters away. You, you still hit the wall. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, and you won't, you won't hurt anybody on the other side either. But, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's shaitan that makes us do that. And, and we need to be aware of that because here we are throwing the stone to reject shaitan. And shaitan doesn't want that. So he's going to do whatever he can to try and make a bit, make it a bit difficult for you, and make it a bit uh, harrowing. So that's the reason why pelting the shaitan uh, becomes so, so such a big issue uh, during during Hajj. Uh, it's all to do with the shaitan trying to not allow us to go there and 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 throw stones. But uh, in pelting those stones, if you really, really do it with uh, with sincerity. And you know what you're doing—that you're rejecting Shaitan. Uh, you say Bismillah, Allah, and you throw the stone. And you know, uh, you—you you, you know, your your true feeling—if you really, really reject Shaitan, you're going to get very angry with Shaitan at that at that stage, and you're going to become a bit more violent and throw the stone a bit a bit harder.
0: I make a good uh, valid point there, indeed. And uh, you know, Doctor, looking at uh, our composite here, and uh, it uh, you know it says it all. Uh, what we talk about the Hajj and uh, you know, with, uh, you, mashallah, being there as our senior physician and, you know, looking at your composites, physically fit for Hajj, do's and don'ts with the specialist family physician, Dr. Farouk Hafiji. Now, going for Hajj, uh, it's, you know, you're going to put yourself physically fit. Uh, spiritually, you need to be high opt- uh, optimum. And, uh, you know, all these things coming together. Talk to us about, you know, the balance of the Mizan. Of your spirituality, your physicality, and taking this momentous uh, momentous uh, journey, Doctor. Uh, you know, what would you tell uh, a person that's going for Hajj for the first time? I know he'll talk to you, say, "Doc, I need a checkup. Am I fit for Hajj? Am I just..." What would you tell him if you get a prospective uh, hujjaj coming to you for a checkup, Doctor?
1: Yes, uh, let's face it—that uh, you know, uh, Umrah itself is quite grueling as uh, physically. Uh, uh, because uh, uh, you know there's a lot of walking to be done uh, between Safa and Marwa. You're looking at half a kilometer each way, which seven circuits between Safa and Marwa, which is equal to three point five kilometers. Uh, the the tawaf itself, because of such a crowd, the circle becomes quite wide, and so the 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 the, the, uh, the circumference becomes much longer. With the result that you can safely say. Uh, that, uh, those five circuits, those seven circuits of Tawaf uh, will, will be about two kilometers or two, 2.5 kilometers by the time you finish off. So all in all, uh, you're looking at 3.5 plus 2.5. You're looking at about six, six kilometers that you're going to be walking to do Umrah. Now, that's not, that's not Hajj, this is Umrah. Now, you know, if you are not fit, you're going to have a problem. Because you you, you know you you, are, you 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 struggle because you you're going to be walking that distance, especially Safa Marwai, You find people struggling and walking there uh, because they're not fit. So uh, that's as far as Haji is uh, as far as Umrah is concerned. As far as Haji is concerned, that's a bit a little bit more uh, because if you 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 have to walk from from Makkah to Mina or from Azizia to Mina. Azizia to Mina is not a very long distance, but from Makkah to Mina, yes, you're looking about three four kilometers. Uh, of walking on the first day. On the second day, you may take a bus to Marafat, but on the way back, most people will walk to to Muzarifa, uh, which is again about four kilometers, four or five kilometers back again. Uh, and of course, the next day, when you go to Peltashadan, uh, you're looking at another uh, another three or four kilometers before you 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 come to the uh, the Jamarat. So uh, you know, all in all, you you're walking quite a lot, quite a big distance. Uh, uh, during Hajj, much more than you would walk uh, when you're performing Umrah. The difference is that with Umrah, you are doing those six kilometers at one time. Whereas in Hajj, it's spread over, uh, over a couple of days, uh, three days, uh, or two days, uh, three days. So, uh, you know, it is a bit spaced out, but still, you still have to walk that distance. So, it's a very good idea to become physically fit before you leave, and, and you should start walking just walk on especially elder, elderly people who want to who want to do their tawaf walking want to do who, who want to do their sai walking who want to t- do some of the hajj walking you need to walk and the way and the thing to do is to walk with the shoe you are going to be taking for hajj uh, it's important to do that because you need to break those shoes in and make them comfortable so that they don't end, you don't end up with blisters on the other side with a new shoe you have to make sure that you 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 have a shoe that fits you well and is comfortable. So you need to walk with that here before you go, uh, so that your your body gets used to it. And in fact, I encourage people to to you know take a backpack and put some stuff in the backpack and carry the backpack while you're walking uh, here before you even leave. Because at hush time you're going to be carrying a backpack as well and walking. So if you do all that from here and from from here while you are waiting to leave. Uh, you would have a much, much better physical Hajj. Spiritual Hajj is different. Spiritual Hajj, you'll have to uh, uh, get spiritually connected to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, and you have to start before you leave. You can't start, you, you know, if you start there, you actually, it, 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 it'll take you a little longer to connect. And, and most of us are not connected 100% to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And you know we are in various situations as far as our connection to Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. By the time the day of Arafat comes, we must be well and truly connected to Allah Subhanahu so we can really talk to Allah Subhanahu and put our case forward at Arafat and 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 plead to Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala to forgive us and and to make life easy for us in this world, in the kabeer, in the akhirah. So yes. Uh, physical uh, uh, physical ex- exercise is very important before you go. But you know, most of us, most of us go to Medina before we go to Makkah. But here's a chance now. If you go to Medina, don't rest in your hotel all the time and just go to the Masjid for Salah and come back again and sit, sit in the hotel. Exercise. Walk around the Haram. That's quite a long. That's a quite a long walk. Walk around the Haram in your in your uh, shoe that you're going to you, you're going to be wearing. Uh, While you are in Haram uh, during Hajj, use that shoe because you need to break them in again and make your feet used to those shoes. So walk walk in uh, in Medina uh, to get yourself physically fit. You can also walk from from the, from uh, uh, from Medina uh, to uh, to Kuba. There's a nice walkway there, uh, which is quite safe, and that's about five kilometers of walk from Medina to Cuba, uh, you can always take a taxi back. If you've got enough energy, you can walk back again. Uh, but that'll keep you fit for Hajj, for Umrah and Hajj. So you are preparing yourself for Umrah and Hajj, but at the same time, you're fulfilling a your Sunnah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi And so you're you killing two birds with one stone, but make the intention of Sunnah. Uh, and in the meantime, the side effect of that would be you becoming fit uh, for, for Umrah and Hajj. Of course, that's also a good intention because You are exercising to do better at Umrah and and to do better at Hajj. So people who haven't exercised and they are going now in the next few days uh, for Hajj, they shouldn't worry too much about it. As long as they're going to Medina, they must start exercising in Medina on a daily basis. Walk as much as they can to get themselves fit. I'm talking about not only young people, but elderly people too. Even if you are a walker, if you use a walker, it doesn't matter. Walk with the walker and and get yourself as fit as you can uh, before you get to Makkah. Makkah is very commercialized, very busy, very commercialized, very busy with the result that you're going to get knocked about there uh, quite a bit, and uh, uh, the idea is there to develop your patience, your sabal, you have to let things go, you have to ignore what happens around you. The person who knocks you, you may never see that person again, so why fight with that person? Just ignore them and, and just carry on. And, and In fact, it's better for you to apologize first um, to that person, uh, if, and even if, they, if it's their fault, it doesn't matter. You apologize, and that will calm things down, and it will calm you down as well, so you you don't have to mull over things during your Salah, that uh, somebody said something bad to you, and and so that's going to come into your mind while you're reading Salah. You don't want that. And and these confrontations that take place between hujaj uh, while they are there, are the things that can play on our mind uh, during our tawaf and during our, our salah. Uh, so, so try not to get involved in those altercations because those are the ones that create a problem in our minds. Uh, rather, rather be peaceful and avoid the confrontations and, and just concentrate on yourself, concentrate on your family, protect yourself, protect your family, and just concentrate on getting close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by connecting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
0: You know, doctor, brilliant advice uh, coming uh, uh, from you this evening, and Allah bless you for that. And as you said, you know, that uh, term I learned, mafi, kullu mafi, and you know, you notice everything is forgiven. And, you know, as you said, don't let it play on your head because you're there to glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your focus is on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there you, you know, your creator, your maker, your sustainer, your provider is going to reward you and the angels are blessing you. And, you know, just look at it as a big boon and, and as, a, as, 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 as a big blessing. And then, you know, about uh, many that go for Hajj and so forth, even Umrah, they, most of them come back home with a very sore throat, uh, doctor. And you know what I'm talking about? Excessive drinking of perhaps the cold zum, zum Your thoughts, sir, doctor?
1: Yes, drinking the cold zum, zum does create a sore throat, and very and a lot of people confuse that sore throat uh, with an infection. Uh, it's not an infection. It's just that we are not used to drinking cold water on a hot day when a hot when our body temperature rises to the temperature of our surrounding. So our body temperature is normally thirty-seven degrees, varies between thirty-six point five and thirty-seven point five. That's where our temperature is uh, now we go into an environment where the temperature is forty five degrees. Now our body is going to try and accommodate to that forty five degrees so it's going to get hotter, our body is going to get warmer you're going to get hotter and so when you drink cold zam zam uh it 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 cre- it creates an irritation at the back of the throat, and that uh, that can cause a problem. so I advise people to you know the other zamzam that's next to it is it says not cold. Uh, the, the the drum the, the container says not cold uh that zamzam is normal zamzam and if you if you taste it uh, it's, it's, it's the temperature of the environment which means that that temperature of that water is about 35 40 degrees so it's, not, it's warm water so if you take half of that and half of the cold zamzam and you mix it together making the cold zamzam a little a little warmer and and drink that that's fine uh, there, there's no problem with that that will not give you a sore throat because the difference in the temperature is not that great um so you know uh, I would advise people to do that and to use half some half half cold and half warm some uh to drink
0: Absolutely a uh, good advice there. And as we know, we have been made by Tazia. Show lots and lots of questions that uh, came through. And uh, this one uh, came from uh, Rashid. And he says, assalamu Alaikum, uh, Brother Shafat Ahmad Khan, uh, Dr. Farouk Hafiji. I really enjoy the rapport on medical files. And Allah keep uh, you and Dr. Hafiji for many, many, many more years. He says, uh, Dr. Farouk Hafiji, I know it is a forbidden for every pilgrim of Hajj and Umrah. Once in uh, his era men and women to hunt shoot kill sacrifice capture confine destroy and abuse any land animal animal this prohibition applies to every type of land animal birds insects and so forth and so forth but doctor what i want to tell you is about the people shooting the cameras at me taking uh, invading my privacy they are ruining my hajj they're ruining my umrah how do you advise doctor and uh, psychologically this is has a very bad impact on me uh, am I normal in my behavior and my outburst? Please, doctor, advise for pro, 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 prospective uh, who judge not to use the cameras and invade the privacy of others. That's a very powerful question, doctor.
1: Uh, yes, it is. Uh, absolutely. And we must respect the feelings of other people. Uh, and uh, so we, we shouldn't, uh, in fact, we shouldn't take our we shouldn't we shouldn't take any pictures in the haram at, at all we should just uh, uh you know uh, not take, take pictures of people uh, but you know sometimes you know you 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 get other people taking pictures of you or you yeah, and you come into their, fo- their view uh, so what 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 you need to do just be aware of what's going on around you and if you see a person that's taking taking a video or a picture and in front of you just turn around and and wait until they've gone past you uh, and uh, so that you don't appear in the picture, uh, just turn around and show your back to the to the camera. Uh, as long as, but you know, there are so many of them doing it. It's sometimes very difficult to to, to adjust to that. So again, try not to, you know, try not to uh, uh, go into a prominent position. I Always say, you know, try and avoid the crowds if you can. Uh, look, at, and and one of the things that you need to do because the crowds are everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's a crowd. Uh, whether it's in a hotel, outside the hotel, on the road. In the haram, everywhere there's a crowd, and there's a uh, there's some uh, some direction in which people are moving. So it's always a good idea that when you step just before you step into a crowd, stand there for a while and look at the crowd to see what's happening in the crowd, how are people moving, which direction are they moving, where is where where is the crowd thick and where is the crowd thin? Try and head for the thin crowd, the thin part of the crowd even if it takes you a little longer to get to where you want to get to. Try not to get into the, in the, into the thick of things uh, with a whole lot of people shoving each other. <clears throat> That's not the right thing to do. So, so you may need to take a, wide, a wider route. And you can only do that if you just stand there for a while, a minute or two, just observe the crowd, look at the movement of the crowd, and see what direction they're going, and where are the thick, groups of people, and we are the thinner groups of people, and, and head towards the thinner groups of people and try and keep away. Uh, and, and if you do that, uh, you should be safe from a lot of nonsense that goes on there uh, that can upset you and, and create a problem for you. Uh, so uh, you don't want to get into any altercation. Now, if you if you see somebody taking photographs, you know what? It, 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 you know just try and avoid them try and turn your back towards them but you you shouldn't do that because you you don't need to compromise other people's uh, uh you know spirituality so you shouldn't you shouldn't be there you shouldn't be doing that
0: khair for that doctor this question the uh, brother says assalamu alaikum dr Farooq afiji i love to Renee, uh, remain anonymous uh, uh, the, uh, the reason why i write this i i am financially compromised but allah is great uh, my cousin who is a very rich indeed has sponsored me and my wife for hajj but i still feel psychologically uh, inferior because the money was given to me i've been sponsored and i know when i go to the airport he'll be there seeing me off and many other family members will know that we were sponsored doctor how do i get rid of the psychological uh, trauma that i'm undergoing that's another deep and probing question doctor someone sponsoring you and you knew you couldn't afford it and you know your cousin is coming to the airport watching you and know a few other family members know you've been sponsored how do you advise people like that doctor
1: yes uh, you, you know it's a uh, uh, it's a psychological problem that it's, it's the person is punishing themselves for nothing actually uh, but because you know the invitation to go for Hajj comes from Allah SWT. Uh, so so you know It'll come somewhere, somehow or the other. Uh, so if you, if a lot of invite...
0: Yes, as a uh, doc is uh, quite eloquent there, and uh, this uh, latter, the last question uh, being a very powerful one, as a uh, doc talks, uh, we're having intermittent uh, breaks. I don't know where they're coming from. But uh, doctor, are you back?
1: Yes, I'm back, yes.
0: Okay, we yeah. I, I just said maybe yeah. there was something on the microphone, but you're saying the person shouldn't feel that way about the yeah. whole thing because it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the ayat of the Quran, wallahu khairul Razikin, and I am yeah. the best of providers. And the person that's giving you the money is actually giving you Allah's money. Go ahead, yeah. doctor. Yes, absolutely. So that's how you need to look at it. It's,
1: uh, it's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who's asked his cousin to, to, to go,
0: Yeah, absolutely. As a doctor is saying there, uh, maybe there's a loose connection with doctor's mic. Maybe he'll check that out. Uh, doc, uh, maybe, you know, if you're talking, it just comes off on and off. Uh, but you're there, doc? Yes, I'm here, yeah. Yes. All right. Hey, no, as you, uh, yeah, yeah, you as you said, I mean, uh, you're uh, uh, reinforcing the point that you should look at it as uh, Allah put it in his uh, mind and Allah whispered to him, give that money to this individual. Go ahead, doctor.
1: Yes, so so you're getting, you're getting two rewards here. You're getting a reward but for the person who is going for hajj they'll get the reward and in, and and in fact they are going to make very fervent duas for the person who sponsored them so the person who sponsored them is getting is is getting a reward as well and of course by sponsoring this this person the sponsor gets rewarded as well so you know you it's a win-win situation all around um uh, so he shouldn't feel bad about it in fact in fact the way you need to look at it is that you are doing a favor to your cousin because you're allowing your cousin to sponsor you and he's, getting, he's also getting the reward of the hajj. And so you're actually doing him a favor. He's doing you a favor, but you're also doing him a favor, a spiritual favor. We need to separate our dunya from our akhirah. We need to separate the way we think in this world and the way the akhirah works. It works differently. So we need to focus on that on that during hajj we need, to follow, we need to focus on what's happening on the other side of the screen, not on this side. Because what happens on the other side of the screen, we cannot explain. We cannot understand. Only Allah Ta'ala works in, in, a, in, in those ways, in a mysterious way, which we cannot understand. And we, di- we don't need to question it, because we still won't understand it. So rather, just go along with the flow and and, and, and just take it as it comes, and be grateful to Allah Ta'ala first. For your cousin sponsoring you, and then thank your thank your cousin for sponsoring you, and tell tell your cousin that you are going to make a lot of du'a for him and uh, or her, and uh, in that way, uh, you know your cousin is going to be quite okay. And if if your cousin is happy about it, uh, that's fine. He's getting a reward as well, and he's very happy about getting the reward. Uh, And and he's got somebody who's genuine, who's not going to waste his time there. That means he's not wasting his money by sending somebody who may not perform the hajj correctly. So here you are. He's using you as uh, the the person who's going. He's using you, and to and and you must now make sure that you perform the hajj correctly, so that you try and get a successful hajj uh, and an accepted hajj. Uh, so you need to be extra careful and make sure that you do things correctly. Mm-hmm
0: you know it's a, it's a it's a good point indeed and uh jazakallah for the question brother and doctor you uh you know mashallah a lot of care came out of that uh, question and uh, as you said the individual that's giving it a uh, you know a big congratulations to you and as we say everything is an amana our life is an amana given to us by allah Subhanahu wa Taala. we absolutely own nothing it is all allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala. and you know just by you're giving it is uh, the extra survivor that you're getting for doing that uh, this question says assalamualaikum dr faru kafiji i'm a diabetic first time uh, going for hajj uh, how would you advise me and i'm already in kabrat mode doctor how would you uh, advise uh, a diabetic going for hajj
1: no problem the diabetic uh, no problem no problem there are many many diabetics go for hajj but there are certain things that you need to do and that's very very important uh, so you need not to get sick there because you are going to not only inconvenience yourself, you are going to inconvenience the people around you, especially your family members that go with you. You are going to inconvenience your group uh, and, and, and spoil their spirituality and their connection to Allah SWT because they will be concentrating on you. So now it's very important for you to make sure that your health is good. So make sure that your diabetes is well controlled before you leave. Absolutely. Take your, make sure you take your glucometer with you so that you can test your blood sugar levels. St- stay on your medication. Don't go off the dosages that you are taking. Absolutely necessary. You must take it on time, and you must take it diligently. Check your blood sugar levels while you are there on a regular basis. Go there and stay on your diet. Stay on your diet, because that's one of the biggest problems we have. Because there, you ask for tea from a cafe, they will, they will put half a cup of sugar inside before they give it to you, or they'll give you tea with condensed milk, which is full of sugar, so you have to be very careful you you can't have sugar your sugar is like poison for you, so you you need to make sure that you don't have anything with sugar in it, no matter how much how how much you you want to have it your taste you want to taste it. remember the taste is only in your mouth. What happens after that you, your body needs to deal with it, so make sure that you don't have anything with sugar inside. And if you do want to have something with sugar inside, have it with a full meal, because then the sugar sugar gets diluted with the meal, but not too much, just a little bit. For instance, if you want to have a little bit of ice cream, not too much of ice cream, just a little bit of ice cream for the taste of it, have it after a full meal. Because that ice cream will get diluted with the full meal that you've had if you have that ice cream on an empty stomach, the sugar in the ice cream is going to go straight into your bloodstream and cause a problem. so you need to take precautions that you that you don't you don't raise your blood sugar level uh, and and make a uh, make a uh, cause a problem for you. The other thing to do is to make sure that you don't get hypoglycemic because that's another problem that you'll have if your blood sugar drops too low. Uh, you're going to you're going to have a problem you're going to inconvenience people again you're going to you're going to damage your own health so make sure that you check your blood sugar levels on a regular basis to make sure that you fall within the recommended uh, numbers that uh, that you need to, uh, that, that you need to have uh, talk to your doctor about that write it down if you can't understand it and, and, and make sure that you are in those around those figures uh, that the doctor will give you fasting and 2 hours after a meal uh, those are the figures that you need to look at. The other important thing is footwear. With, with Footwear with diabetics is very important because if you injure your foot, you, the chances are that you are going to get infection. With diabetes, the infection rate is very high because uh, the germs just love uh, um, sugary milk, uh, sugary blood, and so sugary tissues. So they will grow, they will grow in your tissue. So you must make sure that you don't hurt yourself, you, you don't bruise, uh, that you don't get blisters on your feet, uh, that you you take care of your feet. And in that, for that, for that, for that reason, you need to wear comfortable shoes, soft, comfortable shoes that will protect you. And wear the shoes. Try and avoid sandals that are very loose because that may create a problem for you. Try if you're walking bare feet, watch for furniture because you may stub your toe on furniture. That will create another problem for you. So, or it may it may cause bleeding of your nails if you if you stub your toe. Because remember, um, some diabetics cannot feel on their feet because the nerves are damaged. They lose the touch. They lose the sensation of touch. So they can't feel. It's like numb. So they can bang things and they can knock things without realizing that they have done so, and in the process cause open wounds or they can cause bleeding under the nail. And and cause a problem or or develop blisters, so you have to take extra precautions of your feet. Very important uh, to to do that. Um, and if you if you do all those things, if you do all those things, make sure that your blood sugar is well controlled. Make sure you take your medication on a regular basis. Make sure you test your blood sugar levels all the time. Keep your diet. Don't have extra sugar sugary stuff. Uh, and, and watch out for hypoglycemia, uh, and if you do, you, that means you're not eating enough. Uh, that, that may be the reason why uh, you're getting hypoglycemic or your medication may be too high, uh, but you'd know, uh, and, and if you know. and Some people don't get symptoms of hypoglycemia, but they are hypoglycemic. So that's why it's important to do the blood test. And then, of course, your footwear. Make sure that your footwear is comfortable and soft and protects your feet against injury. Uh, And and if you do that, inshallah, your hajj, your umrah and hajj will go quite okay without any problems.
0: Brilliant. uh Doctor, you heal yourself and you uh, you 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 clean yourself. How important it is to uh, carry a kit and uh, move on, doctor.
1: Yes, uh, you, you, yes, you need to you need to take stuff with you that you would need to uh, to do whatever that's necessary for your own body. And uh, the advice that people give generally is is, is a general advice for 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 ju- for a judge, but uh, you don't. Uh, you need to consider that and, and and take things that people recommend that you take, and there is a list out uh, that what you need to take. But uh, you know you 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 need to have your you you have your own preferences and your own things that you need to ca- take care of, and and those things that you need to uh, you you need to take with you and or um or or, or buy a day if you want, but it's quite expensive there with the with the with the real rand exchange rate uh everything is expensive there. Uh so it's a good idea if you can take that from here, whatever you, cleaning material that you need, uh you can take it from here, bandages and, and, and that's that sort of stuff. Uh, you can't take liquid in your bag because that may spill, it may create a problem in your bag, uh and you can't take it in your hand luggage because they won't allow you anything uh, to, to take anything that's more than a, a hundred liters, a hundred millimeters, uh milliliters. So uh you know, uh, yes, you you need to individualize that and make and 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 consider what you need and and take that with you.
0: Doctor, are you uh, allowed to carry antibiotics or you know maybe a headache powder uh, or you know painkillers and so forth? Uh, do they allow you to take that because sometimes uh, you know, as you said, uh, you may get an infection and uh, uh, the only uh, cure could be antibiotics and so forth. Uh, and you know, you have a physician that always uh, prescribes a certain antibiotics uh, to you. Are you allowed to take that?
1: Uh, yes, you can take that uh, But you need to have either a doctor's letter or even if you have the lab, your your name on the label of the medication They will allow it. So if you go to the pharmacy and buy and buy uh, Whatever medications you need to take make sure that they put a label on it the pharmacy label on it with your name on it and if your name is there then there's no problem. If your name is not there and you're taking a, a blank uh, box, uh, they may ask you for a doctor's letter. But you know, there are things that are available over the counter, and there are things available where, which, which require a script. Remember, in Saudi Arabia, codeine is banned. Codeine is banned. So a lot of our painkillers here in South Africa have codeine in it. Um, and so, so if you take that, you have to have a doctor's letter. Uh, to make to 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 say that you need the codeine uh, to take there. I personally think that you don't you shouldn't carry it because we you, you really don't need the codeine. Codeine makes you sleepy. You don't want to be sleepy in the haram. You want to you don't want to be sleepy while you're there. You want to be wide awake to make to make take advantage of the time that you got there uh, to make as much sicker and to 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 connect to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala as possible. So so try and avoid taking codeine uh, painkillers. Uh, you, you you should take you should take or paracetamol, and you may take an anti-inflammatory if, you, if, you, if you're not allergic to it, or if, you, if it uh, agrees with you and doesn't cause a stomach problem, uh, you don't have a stomach issue with the anti-inflammatories. That combination works very well for any pain. Anti-inflammatory and paracetamol works very well for any pain. And, and try and separate it if you can. Uh, don't take the ones that, have, that are combined, because sometimes you may need the paracetamol only, and sometimes you may need the anti-inflammatory only. So if you have it separate, uh, you can choose which one you want to take, and you can take the two together uh, if the need arises. So those are, those are two important things that you need to take, a paracetamol and, 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 and an anti-inflammatory. There are quite a few anti-inflammatories available, uh, and uh, you can discuss that with your doctor or your pharmacist and, 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 and take some with you. The other thing that you need, the other problem that people have uh, there is, is a stomach issue because of our eating. Uh, eat the wrong foods, food doesn't agree with us, and sometimes there may be a virus in there uh, which causes gastroenteritis. Um, so again, we need to be aware of that and say, look, you know what, I'm going to be very careful with what I eat and how I eat. Uh, and uh, and also, uh, of course, it depends on, you know, you make dua to Allah to give us shifa and not to give us these illnesses. But in, but in case we get it, uh, you need to take some some antispasmodic uh, to, to stop some cramps. Uh, antispasmodic for the stomach to stop the stomach cramps. You can take something for nausea and vomiting from the from the pharmacy to stop the nausea and if you, uh, vomiting if you do get it. And uh, uh, yeah, those are the things that, those are four things that you really need. The other thing that people get uh, is flu and colds. Uh, and if you get flu and cold, you normally have a runny nose and a sore throat, but you've got your, your paracetamol or panado for your sore throat. For the For the runny nose, you know, when we, when we get the flu and we get a runny nose, the body is trying to get rid of the virus. That's what, it, that's what it is trying to do. So we shouldn't really stop the runny nose completely. We can slow it down if it's running a lot, but don't stop it because we want our body to cleanse, cleanse the sinuses and cleanse the nose because that's how the body gets rid of the virus, dead viruses, and our damaged tissue. Uh, that's how the, the, the body gets rid of it. So uh, we shouldn't stop the runny nose. We should just slow it down. And there are medications that you can use to to store the, uh, the 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 runny nose, but if your runny nose is not bad, let it go uh, because th- then you start feeling better much faster because uh, the debris and or whatever else that that comes out uh, is coming out from your system. If you dry your nose out that's stuck in there, it won't come out. you will find that after two or three days the whole thing will start again. so you don't want that you want to get rid of it completely and 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 the way to do it is just let it go. Let nature take its course, even with diarrhea too. Try not to stop the diarrhea, because the diarrhea is there to get into the bug. And if you stop the diarrhea, you're keeping the, the bug in. As you keep the bug in, you're gonna be sick for longer. So rather let it go out, let it come out, let it go out, but make sure you hydrate yourself very well. You must drink adequate amount of water uh, to make sure that you don't get dehydrated. And the diarrhea will stop after a while, after the body has cleansed, cleansed you of the virus, the diarrhea will stop. If the diarrhea is going on too much, more than six times a day, then you can take that antispasmodic for, for the stomach cramps and take some of that that will slow it down a bit. Uh, the, uh, and, and then the body, uh, once the bowel gets rid of the virus, you'll find that the diarrhea will stop, and, uh, and that will be the end of the story. So try not to take too many medications. Don't take things that will make you drowsy, because you really need to be alert there. You need, you need to concentrate on what you're doing. The, uh, the other important thing is, of course, that when you do get sick uh, with these illnesses, whether it's a flu or gastro, try and isolate yourself. Keep away from people because you really don't want to pass this thing on to other people and create a problem for them.
0: You know, mashaAllah. You're making a lot of sense there because, as you said, you know, I've got this habit if I'm going for Fajr Salah and I find my nose a little blocky, I blow everything out and it just clears out and it feels so good. And as you said, you know, uh, whatever, if, if, if you've got that uh, feeling of you want to uh, relieve yourself, go and relieve yourself. And, uh, you know, uh, perhaps a very sensitive issue about flatulence, uh, what would you say about that? I mean, eh? if it's there, the urge is there, what do you do then, doc, when you're in the big crowd there?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you you you, you can't. You you you. We we pass we pass air about twenty six times a day, so sure. you bound you bound to have at uh, some some time uh, when you when you are going to uh, get the urge to do that. But there are things that you can do uh, to to minimize the amount of air that comes out, and the way to do that is is uh, the first thing to do is to make sure that you don't eat foods that create the air that creates the problem so uh, things like uh, like our our lentils uh, beans which create um, the gas too much of gas cabbage eggs the yolk the egg yolk not the white uh that those are things that create more wind for you and and peas the peas are another uh, things that create a lot of wind for you so try and avoid those things if you can during the time when you are there Remember, if you're there for three or four weeks, it's only three or four weeks that you're going to be doing without that, um, and uh, and you know it's, it's worth worth doing it to 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 protect yourself. The other thing, the other way, the, the other thing to do is to make sure that your bowel works, because if your bowel doesn't work, and 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 the stools are in your large bowel, uh, they create the wind. the 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 germs in the bowel will create the wind, uh, and of course, the longer it stays in the, in your large bowel the more air it's going to produce. So if you clear your bowel every day, you clear your bowel every day, you don't get that air from the bugs that are in the in your colon that create the air. So the idea is to make your stomach work twice a day if you can. And the way to do that is to make sure that you have a, a, a high-fiber cereal in the morning. You make sure that you drink adequate amount of milk. You make sure that you have some fruit and, and take some some prunes with you. Some dried fruit with you uh, and uh, and that should keep you going quite quite nicely and, and make sure that you are, your your body is working uh, correctly. One of the problems we find when we go in, in a temperature of forty five degrees forty degrees forty five degrees people get dehydrated because they don 't drink enough water and that 's a very bad thing to do. You have to drink enough water to keep yourself sustained and uh, uh, the, because dehydration can cause you to lose your focus it can cause dizziness, it can cause a headache, it can cause lightheadedness, it can make you collapse, it can make you faint. So ra- make sure that you drink enough Zamzam uh, day while you're there to keep yourself hydrated. Uh, people say, no, I don't want to drink too much of water because I don't want to I don't want go to the haram and get the urge to pass urine. No, what you do is you empty your bladder before you go to, to the haram. You go to the haram and you do whatever you have to do. Maybe you have uh, half a glass or one glass of Zamzam. When you get into the haram, uh, and then do your thing in the haram for as long as you want, and then just before you come back to your hotel room, now you know you're coming back to the hotel room. So if you need the toilet, you're gonna you're gonna have the the convenience of your own toilet in the hotel room. So what you do is you drink two or three or four glasses of Zamzam before you come into your come back again to your hotel. Now you're hydrating yourself. Now you know that if you have to pass urine, you got you're going home and you're you're going to be passing urine there. So The idea is to drink a little bit when you get into the haram and drink a lot before you come home uh, from the haram. And in that way, you keep yourself hydrated.
0: Brilliant uh, information there coming from you, uh, Dr. Faru Khafeji. And, uh, you know, about talking about the cuts and abrasions you have, uh, people generally, you know, they'll wash the wound and they'll put a plaster over it. Uh, But doesn't the plaster exacerbate the problem more? I mean, you know, it makes it pussy and so forth. What's your thoughts on that, doctor?
1: Some some wounds need to be covered because uh, the environment puts more germs on them. So especially especially on the feet, on the mm. feet and the legs. If if you have bruising or an open wound on your leg, between below your knee uh, and your foot, you have to cover it because uh, while you're walking or whatever you're walking against on the dust that picks up as people kick, uh, you know, move around you, uh, all that contains bugs and that can get onto the wound and, uh, and cause an infection. So you need to cover those wounds uh, until they're healed. But the, but the covering of the wound uh, should be um, done frequently, uh, once a day at least, uh, to make sure that you're not leaving any uh, old stuff, to any debris. Uh, so you need to put an antibiotic cream on it, and you need to cover it in some way, whether it's a plaster or whether it's a bandage, uh, you need to cover it and, and protect it. Uh, and uh, that's the best way to do it. Um, other areas of your body uh, which are not so uh, exposed to dirt like your face, maybe you can leave it open and put some cream on it, it'll, it'll, it'll suffice. Uh, but uh, most places, if you've got an open wound, you will have to put a bandit a band- a dressing on it so that it doesn't get irritated with your clothes or with, um, uh, with uh, whatever is happening in the environment. Cover it, put some antibiotic cream on it and cover it until it heals as long as you change the covering on a regular basis you shouldn't have a problem
0: uh, this question says uh, dr faru Kafaji uh, and uh, brother Shafaz i really enjoy your programs uh, you guys give us a lot of information uh, i'm generally a person that has a uh, bad odor coming out of me and uh, i know during hajj it will be even worse because i cannot have my showers and bath and uh, and my ihram, especially uh doctor can i take tablets uh, that can stop bad odor Uh, doctor how you respond uh, to this uh, brother here
1: no you can't take tablets because all these tablets that you take to get the bad odor from your mouth Mm. are all are all scented you can't have that forget it if you're in haram you can't have it absolutely so so that's out of the question but what you need to do you need to tackle where this where the smell is coming from uh, and and try and sort that problem out so it could be coming could be coming from your mouth which means that you may have a gum infection that's not resolved, uh, you may have uh, some you know you, you may you may have some food stuck between your teeth uh, so you need to frost your teeth you you need to frost between your teeth, take the the food out because as the food stays between your teeth and it starts rotting, you're going to get a bad smell coming out from there uh, then you need to make sure that your sinuses are clear uh, and uh, they're not blocked. Uh, because the bad smell can come from there also, and of course, the other thing, the bad smell can come from something that you may be eating, like ginger or garlic uh, or spinach that may give you a bad smell coming from your lungs uh, and and these are volatile gases that come out uh, from these foods that we eat, so try and avoid those foods uh, don 't have them uh, because that uh, then you then you can protect yourself from getting. That kind of uh, bad uh, odor. Uh, you may have some problem in the back of your throat. Uh, you, you may need to see a doctor to check to check where this this odor is coming from and try and resolve that problem and 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 get that odor away.
0: Yes, sir, doctor. You know, before I let you go, I I just want to tell you you spoke about lentils and uh, uh just the other day I made some uh, green moong dal. I had it with a brown roti and uh, you know uh, onion rings and vinegar and i had a lot of lime pickle round that doctor it tasted absolutely divine and the next day i had a little bit of moong dal again a dal in a rap roti and a lot of uh, pickle uh, green chilies and i was just saying hey how nice if i had doctor faru kafaji to indulge to enjoy that but uh, you know i found that very healthy but i think if you have uh, lentils in moderation I mean, the Indians are big into it, uh, doctor. Uh, how's your taste buds when it comes to moong dal and all these things?
1: Yes, I love it. I love them, yeah. And and uh, what you just described is exactly like how I have it too. And it's very tasty. And as, as of course, you made a very good point there by saying that it depends on the amount that you're eating. If you eat a small amount, it's not going to create a problem for you. If you eat a large amount, it's going to cause problems for you. I'm, I'm talking about wind problems in the haram. Uh, that that you need to avoid but uh, uh yes here in here while you know not in haram, not way for hajj uh, no problem you can you can indulge in them they are very healthy lentils are very healthy and uh, beans of called legumes are very healthy as well for the body and uh, we need to have them and uh, uh, it's, 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 it has a lot of benefits um, to to have the lentils and and the legumes uh, in our diet
0: Absolutely, Doctor. What a brilliant evening in your company. Uh, perhaps your parting words uh, before we let you go.
1: So those people who are going for Hajj, we wish them well. Uh, just stay focused. Stay focused on yourself. Try not to get involved uh, in situations which don't, uh, which are not your business. Uh, and uh, make sure that you try and connect to Allah SWT as best as you can and make fervent du'as while you're there. And remember us in your du'a uh, as well. And Allah Ta'ala take all all the huj safely to their destination, bring them back safely and keep them safe there and keep them away from harm and illnesses and accept all the uh, accept the umrah and the hajj and make it a successful accepted hajj and umrah for them, inshaAllah.
0: I mean, uh, that's our du'as also. Dr. Faru have Jasaka khair once again uh, for adding, uh, you know, really great information on the platforms of Markus sahaba the voice of the Allah sunnah wal-Jama'ah. And as a medical practitioner, Allah bless you, Allah keep you, for sharing your, uh, you know, your, your expertise and your knowledge, purely for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My du'as are always with you. You have a beautiful, lovely evening ahead. as Alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.
1: Wa alaikum <laughs> salam wa
0: rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time for us to go for the Isha Zan, and inshallah we will continue after that.